Oh, 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 well, well, well. It has been a long time, but this is the In Search SEO podcast where search marketing dreams come true. This week, we get into it with the three most important developments in SEO during 2018, and the answer might surprise you. Where is SEO heading in 2019, and how did voice search perform in 2018? Tons of data tidbits. I am your host, Morty Oberstein. I am joined by the astonishing, the convincing, the menacing, Jacqueline Harkum. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to be back. Did you do anything nice this uh, New Year's? Um, no, I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> sad. I was in bed by like 9:30. Oh, it's so sad. I, you know what? It doesn't. I don't. It, it's it's beyond me. I don't care it's anymore. Yeah, huh? I mean, whatever. It's gonna, yeah. I'd rather just get a good night's sleep. My agree. kids never. Totally if my agree. kids will give me the good night's sleep, I don't care if it's New Year's. I don't care what day of the year it is. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I agree. Oh man. Okay. Well, before we get going, we release a new episode of the Insert SEO podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find the podcast on the Rank Ranger blog, along with some other great content written by somebody I know. You can find it on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and so forth. And do not forget, you can also subscribe on iTunes, which we would love if you did. So go ahead, do it. Great. So it's been a long time. Um, I hope you've been well, all of you out there in the wider audience since we've been gone. Uh, We're very glad to be back in this new year. In fact, we have a very special episode for you today where we look back and reflect and think and analyze and complain a little bit about some of the big ticket items from 2018. And of course, we'll get into a lot of analysis and getting to those little signals and tidbits that Google drops, those hints that may point to where things are heading. So buckle up. We are back. Okay, let's kick this thing off with a special take on what's hot in SEO with what's hot in SEO, the 2018 edition. Red hots, get your red hots here. So there were just so many stories in 2018, yada, 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 2018 was the biggest year in SEO, yada, yada, yada. I love all the cliches we use at the end of the year. Okay, why can't you just say, you know what, 2017 was a loser of a year, 2018 is the best ever. Well, until 2019 comes around, then 2018 is a downright letdown, and 2019 is the best ever. I don't know why we do this, I don't know, whatever. I mean, it's all the way, it's all about the way you present it, like... I don't know about you. I wouldn't want to eat something if it didn't look appetizing. And I wouldn't want to listen to something if it wasn't the best thing ever. Um, so, right. 2018 was the best ever. <laughs> like every other year. Yeah, seriously. Okay. And like every other year, 2018 had a lot of important SEO developments. Like, oh, yeah, that was a garbage year. 2017, <laughs> nothing happened. There's nothing wrong with this not being the most stupendous, the most fabulous year in SEO ever. We're just going to call it and say it. For what it is. It's a good year. It was a big year. It was an important year. There was a lot of good stuff, a lot of important stuff, a lot of confusing stuff going on in SEO in 2018. So let's have at my top three most important SEO developments, the most important SEO news stories of 2018. And you think I might be nuts, but here are my top three. Go to commercial. Okay, this would be the perfect time. We had commercials to go to commercial. You're hanging. You're waiting for my top three. I'm going to make you listen to a oh, Geico ad first. I hate when they do that. Hate I know. It. And it's always a Geico ad afterwards. <laughs> I mean, in the States. I don't know if you're listening in another country. It might not be Geico. Do you have Geico? I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. By the way, if you are a hokey nutritional supplement and are an injury lawyer, uh, both, if you do both, even better, um, come on and we'll advertise on the SEO in search SEO podcasts because we would love those kind of terrible spammy ads. Nice yeah, that's done. good, right? Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would be very surprised if some hokey nutritional <laughs> supplement or and or came injury lawyer us. right yeah. came. Hey, can we advertise? Oh, Rank Ranger, yes. 
Yes, we love your podcast, and we want to advertise our supplement. Okay. Here are the top three. Number three, the medic update. Number two, no organic results on the SERP in some cases. And number one, the number one most important story of the year. Of course, I'm going to analyze all these and tell you why I think they're number three, two, and one. And I'm not going to get to it just yet. I'm going to stall by saying a couple of things before I get to number one story of the year, news development of the year, most important thing of the year. <laughs> and the most important thing of the year is, well, the most important thing of the year in 2018, not 2019, the 2018 year. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I should just say it. Like right. insert drum roll right now. Okay. The 20th anniversary updates Google announced. Number one. Oh, no mobile first indexing or no voice search, no search console. None what, of those. Was I not clear? Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're pretty clear. You're pretty. <laughs> no, none of those. What's in the water where you live? Um, some hydrogen. I don't know. A little bit. A little bit more oxygen. <laughs> yeah, pass it no. over. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go to oxygen bar. Okay. I'm not saying that you're right. Okay, mobile first. I'm not saying those things are not important. That'd be like that'd just be stupid. Yeah, mobile first indexing is not important. Though, by the way, I do think mobile is way overhyped, and I will get to that shortly. So let's just go through these one by one. Okay, the medic update. Why is the medic update number three on my list? Mm, Because it was one of the biggest updates we've seen in some time, and it even shook up the top ranking position on the SERP. That's true, but no, that's not why. All right, let's hear Mm -hmm. it. It's number three because of what it impacted. YMYL sites, your money, your life sites. Well, more than that, it's because... Okay, there seems to be a correlation. I'm going to go out on the limb again and say this. Uh, a correlation to what happened algorithmically and what Google added in 2018 to its quality rater guidelines. Meaning, it seems to me, and you can see our case study on the Rank Ranger blog, along with some other great content by another, uh, by another, not another, by me. But I'm plugging myself. Go look, check out the Rank <laughs> Ranger blog and look at all the good stuff I put out there. You can see on the Rank Ranger blog, we have a post about Google site profiling abilities that Google was profiling sites according to their core intent and demoting any sites with conflicting profiles as a result of the medic update. And so meaning like a, a site portraying itself as a helpful content site, then in reality, it was trying to sell you something that's really a strong e-commerce profile to it. Well, when it came, when it came to um, YMYL sites, and there it impacts safety. In other words, if you're, let's say, a um, a sports site, and you're really trying to sell something as opposed to writing about sports, okay, that's kind of a spammy thing to do. But if you're, let's say, a medical site, you're talking about pharmaceuticals, and you're really not intending to help the user with content, but you're really trying to sell something, your supplement or whatever it is, Okay, that raises a lot of red flags. Maybe the content you're offering is not really safe for consumption, and that can actually hurt somebody, whereas the wrong score or wrong sports analysis is not really going to hurt anybody. Unless you're like my uncle will go crazy. <laughs> okay? That's a totally different story. Yeah, okay. Even... Uh, anyway, yeah, we don't want to get into it. So when it, when it came to YMYL sites where safety becomes a question, we saw a lot of sites getting hit where there, where there was a secondary or a subtle or undercover latent profile that was not in line with their core intent. Now, safety is part of the new quality rater guidelines. Safety for YMYL sites. So now, you might not agree with this, okay? You might not agree with the, uh, the notion that Google may be algorithmically doing or doing something similar to some of the things it updated in its quality rater guidelines, okay? Now, even if you don't buy that argument, and there's a lot of people who don't, I respect that and I get that, I disagree, 
Okay, I am still putting the medic update number three on my list solely for the amount of discourse it created around this very question. Okay, that's how significant I think EAT uh, as an algorithmic question is. Okay, number two, zero organic results. Okay, we all know the story. Google tested no organic results on the SERP for specific queries for a while. And then it pulled, then Google pulled them back, and then lo and behold, a few months later. Google brought them back to the mobile SERP and said, zero organic results SERPs are here to stay for a very limited number of queries. I haven't even seen one since, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, isn't this more of a shock and awe? St- isn't this like more a shock and awe story more than one that is worth being considered the number two story of the year? Yeah, I, I hear that and I dismiss it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to hear why. No, I'm just going to, I'm not going to give you no? any reason. No, of course I'm going to give you a reason. Of okay. On the surface, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. But to me, this is considered voice search. Okay. Now, you asked me why I didn't list something like voice search in my top three. Well, I did just in a roundabout way. Because mm. if I said it once, and I'll say it again, mm. and I'll probably say it again at some point down the line, because that's just how it goes. There's no reason for Google to spend time casting off organic results for a better user experience. Okay, who cares? Okay, mm. no user saying, hey, I came to the SERP. Why are there so many results here? All I want is an answer box. Okay, if Google left their organic results, the user still has the option to engage with the answer box. If it searches for weather in Chicago, you can see the weather box. You have the organic results. No one's upset there are organic results there. Does it really result in a better user experience? No. So then why would Google spend all this time and energy knocking off organic results if no one really cares if they're there, even if you don't use them anyway? And the answer is voice search. Because doing so, having only one true answer creates a new way of relating to Google, okay? It, it, it makes Google the sole provider of content, which is the dynamic of voice search. Google is using the SERP itself to create a voice search mentality. Thus, zero organic results are number two hmm. on my list. And number one, number one being Google's 20th anniversary updates. Now, you okay, for this one, you can go into all the changes to this and to that and to this and to that and the update to this and the change to that and this and this and this and that and this and that and that and this. My mouth hurts. Your ears hurt. Okay, you have the Discover feed and you have Google Lens and you have this card and you have that card. Whatever. Not important from this perspective. Don't, don't, don't take my words out of context. Oh God! Too much From this perspective, it's not wow. eggnog. Is that not kosher? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I've never, I've never had eggnog. Neither have I. Are we missing out? Do you think we are? I, I mean, I'm fine. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's alcoholic, right? Yeah. So, I, I feel like I should have that. We should I've had every other it. alcoholic drink on the planet. <laughs> okay. So the changes that Google actually made as a result of their 20th birthday bash announcements, okay, those are just details of the real story, which is search as a journey. Okay, as part of these changes, Google changed its very language, how it talks about search, what it, and, and what it refers to as a search journey. Okay, Google started talking about search as a journey with his 20th anniversary updates, announcements, whatever you want to call them, okay? This is a new outlook, a new search philosophy, a new way to look at search altogether. So how could this not be the top story of the year? Okay, it means Google's taking a new approach to search, which means, well, new approach means, it's a new approach to what Google shows on the SERP, uh, vis-a-vis SERP features, okay? What does it show within these SERP, 
in these soap features. It is a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. What is Google showing you within these SERP features, okay? Such as now you have custom mobile, um, you have you know, a mobile knowledge panel with custom tabs depending upon the query, depending upon the entity that you're looking at, okay? Uh, it means a new approach to where URLs might show up within these different SERP features and new opportunities given to URLs and where they show up even organically. If, for example, okay, Google's now treating search as a journey, seeing a query as the beginning of a process, well, Google may decide to show other URLs within the organic results so as to afford you the ability to continue that journey. Whereas if you don't see search as a journey, all you get are the URLs for what you need right here, right now. Okay? You notice if Google sees search, any given search, as a, as a step in the overall process, as one step in the overall journey, that changes how Google shows everything. Hmm. That's quite abstract, Marty. I like it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why there's such apprehension of going abstract in SEO. Okay, theoretical might be a better word. You know, you know what I'm saying. Okay, you're getting at the root cause of something. I really don't get it. I know people are short on time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But without a foundational understanding of what's happening, all you have is a bit here, a bit there, totally. right? Okay, you know, okay, so this is a year. This is the end of year special, even though it's the beginning of a new year. Whatever, reflecting back on last year, it's special. Just take my word for it, okay? So this is another special version of Morty's SEO Pet Peeves. SEO tips are great. Technical know-how, great. But where is the foundational knowledge? Every article I see, another five tips for this, another five tips for that, and I'm not bashing that. That's good, okay? But a tip here and a tip there doesn't offer you direction. Doesn't offer you a way to form a new strategy. Okay, knowing what Google did is good. Having a sense of what it means is vital. Okay, where is search going? What's actually happening? I actually, I was writing a blog last week. Um, it's one of those blogs where I offer some tips. But by the way, I saved the tips for last and explained what was happening in search first so that you understood why these tips made sense. I even wrote in the post, I wrote, by the way, the post is not out yet. The third plug today, check out the Rank Ranger blog. I'm like, it's a new year, forgive me. Um, I even wrote in the post, okay? I know I'm supposed to offer you the tips first, but I'm not going to do it so that you understand the context that these tips fall into. It's like a drug, okay? We want more news, more tips, okay? But by the way, these tips are usually just the same thing regurgitated in another way. And, and that, that is me bashing something because I just see the same thing over and mm -hmm. over and over. And I feel most times I click on an article and I'm excluding certain publications like Search Engine Land. I've, I, I, their stuff is always very, very, very timely. But some of these more sites focus on tips. I open an article and I feel literally, Ugh. it's the same thing yeah. again. I, just, I can't deal with it. Okay. That, that is like super pet peeve. So I'm not even getting, I have that, I have that saved up for a special episode and even more special episode than this one. Even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a whole thing. I have a whole thing. It's like stashed away from like when I need it most. I, um, I believe it. I'll, I'll put it like this. Okay. I would say this, the difference is between someone who does SEO and someone who knows SEO is that the latter understands what's happening directionally. Um, it's easier to, it's easy to fix something based on a tip. Right? I have a mm. technical problem. Here's a tip. Great. I know how to fix it. And that's good. That's why I'm saying tips are good. You need tips. I'm not in any way bashing good, original, well-written, clear 
to understand SEO tips, okay? But you can't make a decision about how to approach your overall SEO strategy without understanding. For sure. Okay? And I think as, as Google's making more sweeping changes, changes that are reflective of a more abstract set of considerations, as, as Google gets deeper and deeper into its search philosophy, it's going to be exponentially more important to understand what the heck is going on and not just a tip here and a fix there and a new story here. So that's that. That's my pet peeve. I'll say it's, it's more important than ever to have a more foundational understanding as Google does take more leaps and bounds in its search philosophy. And that will help you more and more and more in 2019. That's any 2019 prediction. All right. Well, so, yeah, I'll end for up, sharing. You're welcome. I'll end yeah. up my complaining with a prediction. Yeah. Uh, more foundational understanding will be more important than ever. Okay. I Brilliant agree. prediction. You could have said that any year, but I think it's true this year, too. I agree. All right. Fine. You know what? Okay. Speaking of a deeper SEO awareness and broader understanding of what's driving SEO, let's reflect back on the year by reading between the lines of SEO in 2018. You know, mobile first got a lot of attention in, 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 20, in 2018. And mobile in general got a lot of attention because don't forget, you had the speed update making, well, speed a ranking factor on mobile. I always feel they should really name these things something that, that's not intuitive. Yeah. That's a mess with their heads. Like it's a little less obvious. Oh, yeah, the speed update. That's probably about um, links. All right, <laughs> anywho, there was a lot of talk about mobile in 2018. So many changes to mobile SERP features, mobile this, mobile that. But when I think about 2018 and I think mobile, uh, and with all its big name changes, I think it's a bit of a red herring, a bit of a ringer. Get it? Uh-huh. A ringer, as in a dupe, but as in a mobile phone rings. Oh, God, please uh-huh. stop. But yes, I do agree. <laughs> to, uh, 2018 was for sure mobile's year. Yeah, right? Sure. But going forward, I don't think mobile's going to dominate the conversation because I think in many ways, 2018 was the pinnacle of mobile conversation. Ah, so where do you think things are going? Where are we going to talk about this year? User intent? Mm, actually, in a way, oh, yeah. Very okay. good. Okay. Um, okay, see, I think the opposite about user intent than I do mobile. Mm-hmm. I think user intent, despite how much we do talk about it, is, a, is an undervalued topic, oh. okay? Um, and, and part of that is that we just don't know so much about it um, or as much as we would like to. Mm. And for, well, for starters, it's not an easy topic to research. It's hard to research. You have to get a little bit creative in how you go about figuring out how Google's looking at intent. Yeah. Well, fourth, fourth plug, a blog post pending on that topic. Okay. okay. All right. You All got right. it. Yes. Nice. Oh, man, I'm going overboard today. <laughs> the Rank Ranger blog. <laughs> We also offer tools also besides our blog. Anyway, oh boy. Okay. So yeah, it's hard to research. That's one. Okay. And, and, and Google does not issue definitive statements in general. And it definitely does not issue definitive statements around user intent at all. If ever, like nothing, bupkis zero. Okay. So that's why we call this segment reading between the lines because we don't have anything besides reading between the, what Google offers here and there. Get it? Oh, is that why? Yeah, hardy har har. We're so funny in 2019. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. Look. In 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 talking about user intent, okay, and talking about search journeys, what does it all mean? Okay. If if we're gonna look at if we're gonna look at 2018 and all the things we're talking about, and Google running this new search philosophy, search as a journey, and and the the implications for user intent, what does it actually look like? What does it mean? Yeah, Google's targeting more intent simultaneously on the same SERP or through different SERP 
features. Right. Okay. For sure. Yeah. But I, I think there's much, there's much more to that. Okay. It's qualitatively different. Okay. Okay. Follow me. Okay. okay. Until now, Google has used all sorts of techniques to target multiple user intents. Filter bubbles in the feature snippets would be a great example of this. Mm. Okay. But search as a journey is meant to consider not just multiple intents per se, but rather where the user wants to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's their ultimate objective? Okay, via search. In that sense, it's predictive. Okay, meaning I think that where we're going is to a place where Google uses machine learning not to respond or to better target more users, but to predict where a user will want to go. Now, what they need to do in order for that to continue, there's... there's they, they want to predict what the user will need in order to continue their search journey seamlessly, okay? Which does mean, by the way, targeting more intents or targeting perhaps multiple intents. But that's more accidental to me at this point, okay? It really means offering the user the opportunity to continue their search, meaning showing them or giving them access to content that will lead them to the next step in their search's overall aim. Hence the term search journey. And they need to do that right there on the initial SERP. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And to do this, at least for now, because it is the easiest way to do this, Google is going to use its SERP features. And, and it already has, okay? You've seen this. And I mentioned it on the, in, this, in this podcast already, okay? One dog species or one movie title often has different mobile knowledge panel tabs than another. Okay, so the easiest place that Google can, can place content or URLs or whatever it is to help you continue your search journey is in the search, in the search features, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying that organically you can't do it either, but for now, it's going to be heavy, 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 heavy in the search features because it's just so much easier. It, it's, it's in a way, I guess you want to call it the evolution of search features. And, and you know, okay, search features have a lot of bells, a lot of whistles, but what I think you're going to get going forward are SERP features that focus less on the bells and the whistle and the filter and this and then that, and more on offering or opening up avenues to more content. Okay, they're going to be like a precursor to additional content. In a way, Google's putting like, okay, I'll give you a good example. Reserve with Google. Okay, Google put reserve with Google in the local pack. And that's an example of this. How is that an example of this? Because it's not, it's not content per se. Reserve with Google is just what lets you reserve uh, or book an appointment somewhere. How is Google putting the, the reserve of the Google program in the local pack part of what I'm talking about, part of Google offering you more content or access to more content to continue your search journey? Okay, let's, let's think about it like this. You're a user. You're looking for a restaurant. What are you going to do next? What do you think you're going to do next? You're going to book a table, right? You're going to make a reservation. If you're, I mean, unless you're going to McDonald's, right? <laughs> that would be weird. And it'd be weird if they even had a reserve of the Google program for McDonald's, but okay. But most of the time, if you're looking at a decent restaurant, you're going to want to reserve a table. So what did Google do? They gave you access to reserve a table right there in the local pack. Meaning Google saying, we're looking at the user and we're looking at where the user wants to go. We're predicting where the user wants to go. So it makes sense for us to put a place to reserve a table at a restaurant right there in the local pack for them. And I know this is cliche, but I'm, telling you big changes are coming fast in this regard and they're coming faster than you ever thought of in more ways than you ever thought of and it's going to change the way seo looks and it's going to change the way it does fast and i I know you can say that a million times but i really mean it this time not that i've said it before you know what Uh, we've gone over 2018 oh oh, wait i totally forgot the poll question poll question yes it's a good time for a poll question Where's my head in 2019? 
I left it in 2018. I'm not going to answer that. If your head weren't attached to your neck, it's my fourth grade teacher. I don't know what that guy means. Like, Where if my was head, your fourth grade I, teacher I, from? I'd be dead. Like, I, I wouldn't, if my head weren't attached to my neck, it means I was decapitated. Oh, uh, God. I always felt like saying that back, like, what? What? If my head weren't attached to my neck? Like, what? What kind of crazy thing is that? Anyway. Seriously. This week's poll question, Jacqueline. Tell All the right. folks. This week, we really want to know what will be the most important item in SEO for two 2019. Right. Okay. What aspect of SEO will be driving the story in 2019? Mobile, search journeys, user intent, voice search, technical SEO, you name it, you let us know. Look out for the poll question on the Rank Ranger Twitter account. Look forward in the blog post where we release this podcast. It'll be on my Twitter account as well. Just stream through the feeds. You will find it. Go to the blog Rank Ranger blog again. I'm, pl- I'm plugging it again. Look for the blog post that contains this podcast, and you will find a big button that says "Take the poll." So take the poll, or continue with the poll. I forget what language we use. Okay. Anyway, 2018. Goodbye. goodbye. See you. Sayonara. At least, at least for the next segment, we're going to go back to it again. But Person. for now, let's look at what 2019 has given us with the news. <laughs> Go for it, Jacqueline. Take it away with okay. the news. Hey, good news for NBA fans. Users can now go to the Google, go to Google and vote for their favorite NBA players for the, the, uh, Google. the Google. The Google. I'm gonna it's, use the Twitter also. That, the Twitter. Anyway, the Google. People can now go to Google and vote for their favorite NBA players for the upcoming All-Star game and events. And I personally love this as someone who grew up with basketball fanatics and I happen to marry one as well. I think it's a great way to get people involved and have a voice or at least feel like they have one. Right. What's really interesting here is that, that this was not Google throwing the feature on right. the SERP, right? This was a sponsored partnership, which is mm-hmm. so interesting. I've yeah. always wondered how these things come about. Like, does someone sit there at the N- at NBA headquarters and there's a commissioner of N- the NBA sitting there? I wonder if we put all-star voting on the SERP. Definitely not. That'll do it for us. But either way, are more such special sponsorships to come in 2019? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. Keep going with... The news. It was recently reported that Google is testing the Google Post back to its original top position rather than being displayed on the bottom. It really seemed that people were not too happy with the change in the first place. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I love Google Post. Okay. First off, in an environment dominated by Google properties, this feature is a bit of light on a dark day. (laughs) Too dramatic? I mean, I'm used to it. Okay. (laughs) Fine. That means yes. Either way. Either way. Okay. Sites took a big traffic hit when Google pushed the post down out of view with the move back up. Towards the top of the knowledge panel, you content creators get to showcase your awesome content for your brand. Mm-hmm. And I would think that Google would keep posts up towards the top up because why Why would you push it down? Right. If, okay. I don't. I didn't get it. Okay, Google, it ha- yeah, me neither. Okay, because yeah. Google has pushed Google posts in 2018 very heavily. Agreed. In our 2018 roundup, yeah. which we released on the Rank Ranger blog, one of the things we went through was Google Posts and Google pushing Google Posts. So how could you possibly push Google Posts and then hide it? And then hide it. Yeah. Who's gonna create? Who, I mean, who is gonna spend the time to create something if they're just gonna be pushed to the bottom? And everyone knows the traffic hit they took because it's right there in your Google My Business. Yeah, well, I don't Google understand. feels silly now. They feel silly. I don't think they feel silly. No, they. No, they never feel silly. They had a reason <laughs> for doing this, and we'll never know. It's like. It's like they say, you know, Google works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Oh, boy. I just. All right. Okay. 
All right, so it appears that Google has a new feature where if you click on an AMP-based featured snippet in mobile search, Google could jump you down to a specific section on the content as well as highlight the content. I'm not too sure how I feel about this. I think it could be kind of annoying. I yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so okay. So you click on the featured snippet. Yeah. It's only for an AMP page. I have to think about that. Why is it only for an AMP page? Mm. Share it. Tell us why you think it's only for an AMP page. Uh, it could be technical. Anyway, but you see the highlighted snippet on the actual page. Okay, this is not my point, but it's definitely worth repeating this Barry Schwartz's point. Um, if the content on the page is say, let's say, it's, I don't know, it's in the middle of the page somewhere or towards the bottom of the page, okay, this highlighted content that, that is used at the feature snippet, the user might not see any of your CTAs that you had above. Hmm. And that could be a big problem for you. Yeah. And this is my point. What are the chances that a user's going to at least skim or preview the content as a whole if they have the highlighted section there? Meaning your users won't recognize or realize that you are an awesome content authority, pusher of awesome content. Okay, you're not going to increase your fan base or anything like that. Mm. They're just going to look at the highlight and move on. Yeah, good point. Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure this is great for sites at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Looks like 2018 was a great year for DuckDuckGo, not to be confused with the game DuckDuckGoose. I always want to say it every mm. time I read it. Anyway, they recently posted on Twitter that they surpassed 9 billion searches for the year, and they seem pretty confident that they will exceed those numbers in 2019. Great. Well, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. I always <laughs> talk about this. I fooled you. You thought I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't tell I was going to say anything in this one. But I have something. Oh, you do. Of, of course, course I have do. something. Wah, I, didn't, ha, I just didn't add, I didn't add it to our scope and secret, sequence. Secret, secret. I talk about this a lot, okay? Mm. Momentum. Okay, where's the momentum? And the momentum is behind DuckDuckGo. Yeah, yeah, nine million. It's a big number, not so big, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I've talked to some people even here in the Rank Ranger environment. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's coming. All right, fine. They're, they're a bit better than before or whatever. It's still... Google, 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 Google. But the momentum is with DuckDuckGo. What do I mean? Privacy, okay? All these user concerns about privacy all aligns to where DuckDuckGo wants to go with things or where they do go with things, okay? All these, you don't don't see DuckDuckGo showing in front of Congress. No. Right? Um, And not because, well, they're not so big, they would ever go in front of Congress, but still, you get my point. There's so many concerns about privacy. It's becoming, this is this conscious awareness of privacy concerns has finally, you know, come to life in 2018. is going to continue in 2019, and that works well for DuckDuckGo. The momentum's in their favor, and I'm always a big fan of going where the momentum is. Now I'm done. No, that, now was, I'm that done. was good. Nicely done. Thank you. All right. So keeping with this theme of 2018 trends, we're going back to 2018, back to the past, not back in the future. <laughs> It didn't work out. It sounded better in my head. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it did. Everything sounds better in my head. <laughs> Mine too. Oh, boy. It's just fine. Okay. So keeping 2018 trends in mind, let's go with voice search for our first content of the week in 2019. And this week's content of the week comes from Adam Heitzman of Higher Visibility. Winner. Okay. The name of the article that Adam put out is how popular is voice search? Which does what it... It's a good title because it does what it tells you. It tells you how popular voice search is. Well done, Adam. So this is a really, really great piece. In fact, I think that this is the best piece of, of research on voice search. Or voice search users, rather. Wow. Okay, because you have a lot of like, which is better, uh, you know, Cortana or Google Home or Alexa versus... This is about voice search users. Why is this the best piece of voice search? 
research on voice search users. So much uses of voice search. Uh, because it's clear and it contains everything. I can tell you from personal experience when I've searched for some data around voice search, it's very, 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 very piecemeal. But this is not. This is entirely comprehensive. So I recommend that you get out there and you read this. Of course, we'll link to this in the blog post on the Rank Ranger blog where we release this podcast. So <laughs> I think there's like six or seven already. That's fine. Good for you. Keep, nice. Keep I coming. should. I'm always awkward about plugging myself. You should work. I, yeah. oh, I really, I hate doing it. You got to do it. I hate it, but I'm going to do it. Twice my New Year's resolution is the first one I ever made and the last one I'm ever going to make. I'm going to plug myself more. You plug away. Okay. I don't, why is it called a plug, by the way? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Google so, it. No, I'm going to duck, duck, go it. Okay. <laughs> now, there's a ton of data in this piece that Adam put out. Um, so let's get into a few of the tidbits that I found the most interesting. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Stat one. There was an 11 percentage point jump from 2017 to 2018 when looking at users who use a voice device because it's faster. Mm. Meaning, do users want just a quick and easy piece of information? If so, can voice search become a content powerhouse? We've seen and we've talked about on the show, Google wants deeper, 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 deeper content, more engaging content to keep users within their voice search ecosystem. But from this stat and the jump from 27, 2018, it looks like voice search users just want quick in and out information. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stat number two. There are a ton of voice search queries for directions. 40% of people use a voice search device for that purpose, which by the way, I think would make advertising a bit harder once you know Google figures it out and they'll figure it out. I'm relying on Google here. Okay, Amazon also has the same problem. All the voice device people out there have this problem with advertising and they'll figure it out. But if you're using your voice device for directions, that if you're meaning it's in your car, okay, that's going to make advertising perhaps a little bit more difficult. Okay, sort of the problem that Waze has. I mean, the last thing you want is you plug in the directions, you uh, click go, and here's a 30 second ad while you're driving away and you're that lost. That would be so annoying. That would be super annoying. 33% of people used the voice devices for weather queries, 24 to find a local business. The point is that once you get to more involved queries, doing a calculation, looking at the news, looking for a recipe, even looking at movie times, the numbers drop off pretty considerably. Hmm. So again, okay, it does not look like users are looking to voice search for complex issues. Now that could be because users don't trust it at that level or they're not really interested. Meaning deep engagement, it's not what a user wants from voice search, from a voice device, which is sort of contrary to where Google, at least, I don't know what Amazon is doing with it because we just follow Google, obviously. We follow Amazon a little bit of voice search, but it's all about Google. It's not where Google's going with this. Google wants to create more engaged voice search, voice device experiences. But some of the data here points to being, you know, there being a gap between what Google wants and what the user wants. Yeah. Okay, stat number three. And this is what's concerning to me. You ready? I'm ready. 36% of users engaged a voice device to ask a fun question. Of course they did. Now, why is that concerning? Fun is good. I asked a fun, silly question. <laughs> hey, Google Home, what color shirt am I wearing today? <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, does not compute. Does not compute. Uh, my kids, by the way, always like, um, use the Google thing to ask, um, to ask like, who's going to win the game today? If only. So 36, what now? I forgot the number already. I, I, I wrote it down. I wrote 36%. it down. Like 36% of users ask a voice assistant, a voice device, Google Home, Alexa, 
a stupid, silly question. Now, why is that a problem? Because it makes it a novelty device, okay? Mm-hmm. When you're Google, if you're Google, if you're Amazon, you're looking at this thing like this is a serious piece of informational device equipment technology. But the user looking at it like, yeah, man, this is fun. <laughs> this is cool. All right, let me ask it a stupid question, right? You know, I don't know. Whatever, I can't think of a stupid question without my head again. I mean, it's like when I got my iPhone, I was asking Siri like all these ridiculous questions. Okay, yeah, fine. So like, it's like great. Yeah. Okay, but if it's a novelty, that means yeah. that it is a it's a fad. Yeah. Okay, and the it's numbers not. are going to go down. Yeah. So if users are still relating to voice assistants, not as an essential part of their technology world, but for fun, but as a stupid thing you can ask a stupid question to, mm-hmm. you can't imagine that people are going to keep using it. Yeah, I might buy. Everyone's buying one, so I'll buy one too. So I can also ask it a stupid question like, um, how high is Mary Poppins flying when she's on her umbrella? That's an interesting question. I bet you Google does know that, though. I'm I don't sure know. They okay. Do. Again, check out the post from Adam. Look for it in the link to the blog post. There's a, a lot of great data I didn't even touch on. Check it out. Worthwhile. Very graphically enticing, also. He does a good job with the infographics there. And that is our content of the week. For the first week, but we're back in 2019. All right. So we haven't done this in a bit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm, you're looking at me. Okay. And, and and that is getting to our wacky, weird, and out there fun SEO send-off question. So yeah, we're just like, you know, we're we're just one of these voice assistant devices. We just we just ask stupid questions because mm-hmm. hey, it's a novelty. <laughs> Which is why we do this last, because it's a novelty, and it's a fun way to end off. It's not why we spend billions of dollars investing in voice search technology. Okay. Oh, man. I love that stat. Okay. Okay. Today's question is brought to you by Jacqueline, and today's answer is brought to you by my childhood trauma. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. So you elected to keep at it. Okay. You have said, I am going to write these questions more. You no longer have to do this. And I said, great, because I was sick of doing it, believe it or not. Oh, God. Please, you're just jealous of my mad coming up with question skills mm-hmm. or something. Fine. So your mad skills, let's see what it brought us this week. Bring it. Bring, okay. Okay. So without further ado, okay. take it away. If Google could speak, whose voice would it have? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Yes, I think that so is too. a really good question. That's probably the best question we've asked so far. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah. Um, okay, so my answer. Are you ready for this? The all-knowing, no. always wise Yoda. Mm, right you are. As Yoda says, always pass on what you have learned. Okay, but do it in the Yoda voice. Yeah, I'm not even No, no, do try. it. No. Come on. I won't do it. Come on. No. Why not? Okay, let's hear you. We can always edit it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, just do it. I'll, I'll, we'll edit it out. No. Oh, it's not happening. I dare you. No. Fine. Okay. Uh, my answer okay, is Ray Romano. <laughs> the total opposite of clear, confident, and self-assured. Yeah, for sure. Okay? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Just kind of... Steve Buscemi. Okay? Just the total opposite of what you would think Google sounds like. Totally awkward. Or, or Danny DeVito, even. Let's oh. do Danny, uh, Danny DeVito. Ah. Okay? That could be funny. That would be great. Come yeah. on. Uh, you know what? That should be the official... That should be the official voice for Google Home. Danny DeVito. That's funny. You know, or you could change or it. Or what know? about Will Ferrell? Nah. What do you mean? That'd be so he unexpected. Have a distinct voice. But he's hilarious. He's hilarious. But he doesn't that voice. It's not like he's like Liam Neeson. He's got like no. a great voice. Yeah, that's true. Or a distinct voice. Like oh, James Old true. Jones. Mm-hmm. No, but that'd be great. Like, you know on ways you can switch the voices around? Yeah, that's Okay? Fine. So you should have that on Google Home. Steve Buscemi. But you're only... You're oh only my God. They should have they actors should. and actresses or characters. Yeah, but I the see. only option should be oh. like someone like Steve Buscemi or Ray Romano. 
or Danny DeVito. Right, of course. Not anyone like Sean Connery. Or Sean Connery. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> the weather outside is 48 degrees. The gamers are <laughs> fort. Okay. That's, That's it. That'll do it for me today. I'm done. I'm burnt. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been nice having you back. Oh, wait, wait. Yes. yes just I a heads up. I know this. you always do this, but it's okay. okay. A big new Rank Ranger release is coming in just a few weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah. Again? Nice. Yes, again. So keep a look. Just out. a few weeks after our beta reports. Yes. Another nicely plug. Done, nicely done. I'm looking for so a raise here. Keep a lookout for, for the announcement, guys. Very cool. Okay. You heard the lady. Keep a lookout for the announcements. Thanks for tuning in to the In Search SEO podcast. We're glad to be back in this new year of 2019. And it's In Search because we're all in search of something. It's been a pleasure. Have a good one.